and welcome to Pokesports, a competitive Pokemon podcast. I'm Mike, and I play with an indiscriminate amount of Pokemon on the field. I'm Kevin. I learned that I don't just have bad luck. The game gives me bad luck. The game gives you bad luck? Yes. In what way? Battle Stadium's broken, Michael. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's fair. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Battle Stadium's not uh, not a good place right now. <laughs> <laughs> so some tests have been done. I guess we're hopping right into this I guess one. so. Some tests have been done showing... Okay, long story short. short. If you guys want to know more about it, we retweeted a tweet um, by our friends over at... Excuse me as I load... That was Sabuna Switch. Yes, Sabuna underscore Switch, who did some tests learning that every the exact same RNG seed is available for every single battle stadium ladder under the sun. Now, for the people who don't understand what that is, what is an RNG seed? So at the beginning of every game, you're supposed to have a random number generator that'll determine what moves will hit at what times and etc. Mm-hmm. Right? That is working for you know, regular linked battles and and wild battles, but it's not working for Battle Stadium for some mm. reason. So what that can inevitably mean is you are now able to predict when you will hit and when you will miss a move, which will obviously give you a very big advantage. What is currently tested and known is that if it's below 91% accuracy mm. and it goes first in the turn, you will always miss. But if it's any accuracy and it's the second move in the turn, you will always hit. So for those that are watching the YouTube videos, and if you're not watching the YouTube videos, join us on YouTube. I, I, I've had a, a, a little bit of bad luck, I guess you'd call <laughs> it, with my friend Mousehold. Mm-hmm. So I was running a Mousehold set. I wasn't running wide lens like everybody else. And my Mousehold is a very fast Pokemon. Tends to go first every single turn for the most part. I would go for Population Bomb. And I kid you not, in that video, I missed four different population bombs in four different battles. And if you go back and watch the videos, it's it was all the first population bomb of the turn. Population bomb is below 91% accuracy is exactly 90. Um, people that run wide lens bring it up to 99 don't have that problem. Uh, but there's even further ways to manipulate this. Okay. By making sure that your sheer cold goes second. <laughs> so what people have been doing is running sheer cold on Shen Pao, which is a very fast Pokemon that learns sheer cold. Probably the fastest one that can learn sheer cold at the moment. Heck, you can even give it a scarf sheer cold if you want. Not like sure. you're going to click any other move. Um, have a Sidemon that has follow me, which typically goes first. And then guarantee that sheer cold hits. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow. That does only work once per battle, right? So that's the good news. That only works once per battle. Because the only two turns that we know for sure are the first and the second turn. I guess battles have to... And not, not second and first turn, second and first moves. Because remember, in doubles, there are four moves to one turn. Right. So right. those are the two turns that we know about, the most oh, about. Interesting. Well... Uh, yeah, really hoping that that gets fixed. Uh, there, yeah. there are a couple of issues going on with Battle Stadium right now. Uh, the other one that I've I've noticed and that I'm sure a lot of people have noticed by now, if you've gone and done doubles battles, is that the effectiveness uh, display isn't displaying properly. Uh, if you're playing a doubles mm-hmm. battle and you knock out one Pokemon, the next turn when you look at your Pokemon's effectivenesses for its moves, it oh, will show yeah. the effectivenesses for the Pokemon that was just knocked out. 
Mm-hmm. So if you're going up, up up against a steel Pokemon and a fire Pokemon and you knock that steel Pokemon out, you're going to look at your moves the next turn, see a fire move. You only have a fire Pokemon on the other side to go and take down, but it's going to say that it's super effective. Yeah. And that will trip you up until you hit that <laughs> button and then see that it says not very effective on that Pokemon and super effective on the on the slot beside it. It doesn't even need to have that slot beside it anymore at that point it doesn't delete the slot if it, i think no. that happens if it's the last pokemon left right so if there's right. only two mons left and then one of those two mons gets deleted the game doesn't know what to do with that slot it doesn't know to keep it empty it doesn't know an empty slot exists so it just keeps the the a fainted pokemon there i guess yeah um that's an Which interesting that, one that part kind of threw me for a loop because like i can kind of understand the rng because they they i don't know i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt by saying that like they've added new moves and they've maybe changed how accuracy works i don't know but i feel like doubles bat well doubles battles have been around for a very long time it's mm-hmm. it's not like they had to reinvent the wheel on that one so they broke something at some point i mean it does look like they redid a lot of this game a lot of the animations are very different a lot of the models are very different a lot of the ways that pokemon stand in general are very different um biggest one that i can think of i saw a murkrow in battle the other day murkrow flies now it used to just stand on two feet and like dance a little bit so i'm like okay so they actually redid models i can appreciate that but like you got to make sure that the numbers work, you know. <laughs> um, another one that some of the some of the gyms are are a little strange as well. Yeah, uh, like some of the ba- uh, battle zones, you send a Pokemon out, and if they're too big, they're in then the floor. They're clipping through the world. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the floor. They'll take up yeah. the whole screen. Mike had an instance in today's video where. Um, he hit an earthquake and then the health bar didn't go down and he was like what and then it took a second to load and then just disappeared yeah (laughs) oh or the my crowning achievement in pokemon by the way was when (laughs) when you hit the earthquake bar doesn't move freak out and then the bar disappears and then you're fine or when the pokemon just have their mouth open for no reason the jaw the the jaw just breaks I got a comment on YouTube saying that Whiskash is the same kind of way where it's just mouth agape. I saw a Hydreigon like that in game. Oh, that's wonderful. All three of their mouths were I hope agape. they never patch that. <laughs> I noticed it once during my playthrough and I was like, that's a little strange. I wonder why that's happening. <laughs> and then it happened again in, in an actual online battle. So really hoping we're seeing a lot more of that, especially because Oranguru is like a really good Pokemon. People are using that yeah. a ton right now for Instruct. Yeah, it gets it, it gets uh, inner focus, which is really yes. good too. You can't yes. fake it out. You can still taunt it, but I have seen a lot of inner focus Pokemon in this meta. There are mm-hmm. a ton. It's there. It's important because yeah. they used to not be that important um, because fake out wasn't that important because you had Dynamax right. as an option. Now fake out's important. Now intimidate is big. Inner focus blocks intimidate too. So mm. that's that's another big one, especially for physical attackers. I mean, with uh, Dragonite specifically, we can do a whole deep dive on Dragonite in a second. But uh, usually from what I've seen in the past, people would actually opt for multiscale and they would, you know, try and break the multiscale first. first. Yeah. yeah, Dragon Dance, multiscale. Uh, they, they get the multiscale broken and then they just go to town. Uh, you usually would not go down with a multi-scale on but now dragonite's just so powerful because it can go in and terrestrialize into normal which most people are doing uh they can even go for that first turn dragon dance because a lot of things aren't doing super effective damage to it mm-hmm. uh and then they're just able to you know wreck face the next turn with an e-speed 
You know what? I will. I will have a Pokey Sports callback in a second. I think Mike was probably the only person on this planet that was like, you know what is a very underrated Terra type. But this is like two months ago. Mm-hmm. I think Terra type Normal is going to be kind of sleeper. And here we have Dragonite, which is taking over the meta with Terra type Normal and Eastbeat within the first week. <laughs> yep. The meta moves fast. The meta moves fast right now because I think a lot of people are are on Showdown uh, compared to when they were on uh, Sword and Shield. Yeah, because Showdown has like accurate RNG checks. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're not bad about guys. We love this game. If you think but we're it's bad, it's an Mac, amazing game. No, yeah. yeah, we want them to fix this so that we can enjoy this properly. <laughs> right. I I still uh, almost exclusively play my battles on on cartridge. Yeah, you know, mistakes and all. Because uh, I want to I want to see it you know, work right. And I don't necessarily, I don't play with the, the sheer cold problem. I don't play with, uh, the RNG problem. I don't even think about it when I'm using it, which is probably an issue because I'm missing some moves and that's probably coded into miss. Uh, mm-hmm. just gotta start counting the, the amount of turns. <laughs> just gotta start protecting first turn every time. It's fine. Double protect. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Can't just double protect. Can't get sheer cold. <laughs> but honestly, uh, in the meantime, We've had a couple of uh, tournaments happen over the past couple yes. of days. Those things are finally starting to pop up. Lots of online tournaments, uh, not so many in person, but that's just not going to happen for the first little bit. Even though we don't know what the rules are yet. We don't know what the rules are, but that's <laughs> but that's the best part right now, I think, is that people they've been given GS zero GS one GS two. So they can kind of so choose which one they want to <laughs> which one they want to have for now. Ah. Maybe. Oh, here's the thing, because, folks, right now we don't have we don't have VGC uh, uh, news. By the time you're listening to this podcast, you probably will have seen the you VGC. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> will have seen the VGC rule set. Uh, we don't know what on December 1st, what uh, what what's going to be used. Um, are they going to allow Paradox Pokemon? Are they going to allow the uh, the regional guardians? What's what's Evil that going to be? Quadruplets. The evil quadruplets. They were locked away in their cages, and we. And for some reason, a ten-year-old thought it was a good idea to let them out of the seal. I they don't didn't know. know what they were doing. Listen, Naruto taught me that I should never unseal a, a, anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> anything mean, just leave it in there. <laughs> well, Naruto didn't have a Pokeball. Uh, he was so. the Pokeball. <laughs> His belly button was the Pokeball. There you go. Uh, so we don't know what those Pokemon are going to be allowed into VGC yet. Again, by the time that this podcast comes out, I hope that we all know. Um, but without that information, what people have been doing are just kind of either letting things in or not letting things in. Uh, mm-hmm. The first of many of these tournaments, we have uh, the Nino Poke Bros tournament. Uh, our good friend Nino held a tournament, including all of the uh, Guardians, including all of the um, Paradox Pokemon. And it it seemed like a very positive tournament. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I I think that's my preferred way of playing because I like all these new faces. I like... Sure. I, I know some of them might seem overpowered, but... That's the fun of it. Like we talked about Dragonite earlier, right? Yeah. Dragonite won the tournament by Fedicamp OVGC, won the whole thing with the Dragonite. I think the fun part of EGC is okay, how do we deal with Dragonite? Right. What's and next? you were you were saying this to me before the podcast too, where Dragonite is kind of a moment right now. People mm-hmm. will figure out how to defeat Dragonite and then the meta will shift over to that and then Dragonite will go away. Dragonite's nothing without E-Speed. You just have to take out the E-Speed. Right. 
in my opinion. I'm just like, okay, so what are we going to do? We're going to have uh, priority blocking things. We have quick guard. We have, um, well, the quick card has to be above two priority. Sure. We have psychic ser- terrain, psychic terrain, Serena, uh, armor tail from Farigraph. Now you can now terrestrialize all those into an ice type if you really want and just smack it with a terror blast. All right. these, all these dragon knights aren't running multi-scale. They will die to an ice move or maybe or, not an ice move. Cause they're normal. So you have to give them a fighting move. That's right. You know, a fighting terror blast. That's right. <laughs> I think a lot of people are, are kind of sleeping on fighting terror right now. Uh, not really thinking about the normal uh, Terra counter because I had the same, I had the same ideas when, you know, a Dragonite comes out into, into the field. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Let's just uh, use an ice type move to go and take care of it. No, the, the Dragonite is never going to be staying dragon flying. The Dragonite wants to be normal, normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was, yes, as, as you said, the winner was uh, Fede Campo VGC who came in with a Chi Yu the uh dr- dragonite there it is the champau the fluttermane uh amungus and gyarados gyarados getting a lot of play in this tournament top three all had a, a gyarados on the team yeah, yeah yeah gyarados with ground is very good okay because you get to just eliminate the electric type if you have to do that mm-hmm. or you could just be a gyarados and do gyarados things and get that intimidate cycle through those intimidates yeah uh coming in second was our good friend joe ux9 Coming in also with a Gyarados, mm. uh, Gyarados Amoongus, same thing as well. Grimmsnarl, Garchomp, Rotom Heat, and a King Gambit. Ooh. And from what I from what I understand about 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 Joe, he was very positive on the King Gambit. He, he says that that actually did a lot of work. Those numbers don't lie. Those stats are good. I feel like people are sleeping on that thing too. He went seven zero in Swiss. It's got to mean something. Yeah, yeah. It the Supreme Overlord is a really good ability. I don't know if his was actually using it, but just mm-hmm. things I know about King Gambit, Supreme, Supreme Overlord is wonderful. Mm. Yeah, that's that was my issue with, uh, with King Gambit when I was using it. I didn't know, or I didn't, I didn't have a sense enough for the meta. Mm-hmm. Is Supreme Overlord better or is Defiant better? Because in a way, Defiant is better in more use cases, but Supreme right. Overlord you have more control of. You can control when your Pokemon go down. You can keep that Supreme Overlord in the back. You can't always control when you get intimidated, though. That's kind of on your opponent to decide. Right. So it does have Sometimes that. Sometimes they don't even do it. Give and take. Yeah, I think King Gambit is a perfectly designed Pokemon in the sense that both of its abilities are good in different situations, and they yes. both do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. Um, it's interesting. I, no, I, I think King Gambit has a place in the meta, and once... Uh, maybe it slows down a little bit once people stop using Iron Hands. It'll it'll see some more competitive play, but yeah. I guess we'll see. I, I do like that about about Pokemon. Each individual Pokemon having a ability and a hidden ability, but that hidden ability is just kind of an offshoot usually mm-hmm. of the of the you know primary ability. Take Dragonite for example. You've got multi scale and inner focus. Both very uh, good. Inter- yeah. Both very good, but both kind of do the same thing in very specific situations and do different things in other situations. Mm-hmm. Right? Like multi scale will make it so you take half the damage on the first turn. Inner focus will make sure that you don't get intimidated, which means that you're going to be dealing more damage on that mm-hmm. first turn. So it it still has the same uh, kind of idea, but it it's twisted a little bit. Yeah, the idea is to um, 
have a positive first experience in the yes. battle. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and then coming in third was Ray, Ray VGC, uh, coming in with the Gyarados again. Again, this, so like Kevin said, Gyarados. all three of the top three, yeah. Gyarados. These were the only ones in the top eight that included Gyarados, so that might mean something. Uh, Amoongus, same thing. Uh, Fluttermane, Tyranitar, Iron Hands, and Volcarona. Volcarona is actually pretty sleeper. It's one of the few Pokemon that get get Rage Powder. If you notice with Race Team, they're running both Rage Powder users with Volcarona oh, and Amoongus. So a lot of redirection happening here. It's very good for like Race Team. It allows the Fluttermane to do a lot of damage while not taking that much damage in return. Because, you know, an unchecked Fluttermane is a serious problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't get to that Fluttermane, it'll keep getting to you. <laughs> And to that point, the highest usage uh, Pokemon in this tournament, in the top eight anyway, was indeed Fluttermane, coming in six One, times two, three, out of the yeah, top wow. eight. Uh, second actually being Arcanine, strangely enough. That came in five times out of the eight. Hey, people don't got their cat. They go for the dog. What can I, <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? What or they I bring say? both. Yeah. <laughs> You see that glitch that's happening right now? I don't know if it's a glitch or if they just added the TM, but I, I doubt they added the TM. What's There's up? a way to get Trick Room on a female in DD. Really? I don't know how. No, I don't know if I it's... Seen it that. has to be a glitch. Because oh, if that is possible, that's kind of silly. It happened to... Uh, that's a plus one. Where he was in the middle of a battle and this female in DD just used Trick Room on him. And he's like, wait, What? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold the phone. This isn't this isn't accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh and then just last thing I will say is just looking at a glance at this Nino Poke Bros tournament, uh the top 8 four times uh seeing usage was uh both the Chen Pao and the Amoongus. So Amoongus factor is at 50%. Yikes. And for all of those people who are new to Poke Sports, uh, you might not have heard this before. For all those people who have been here before, you probably have heard me say this many, many times. But at the beginning of any meta, you will see an Amoongus. If Amoongus is allowed in the game, you will see an Amoongus. And the reason being is because Amoongus does so many things. It puts things to sleep. It uses rage powder. It can uh, is a clear smog. Yes, uh, taking away yeah, exactly taking away stats it can do and and spore obviously it also gets foul play it can terra dark foul play and the terra dark also allows you not to get prankster so that you could still spore things if you get prankster taunted that's amazing yeah so amoongus <laughs> has been <laughs> has become even better in this generation yeah. because terra you don't you don't necessarily need to use it offensively you can explicitly use it defensively and and still uh have mm -hmm. a lot of success with it um but this is what happens at the beginning of every meta is there is a large influx of Amoongus and then it slowly goes away as people start to realize what their team is actually about and what their core is and what their team is supposed to do. I've also noticed that the best kind of Terra types have been the Terra types that you can use both offensively and defensively. Yes. So we talked recently about um, Amoongus who runs foul play can get the the benefit of being a dark type instead of the grass poison through protecting itself against prankster. Yeah. While also getting a boost on foul play. We talked about Dragonite, which gets a boost on the E speed, does a lot of damage while also saving itself from a lot of weaknesses that Every come with being a dragon and a flying type. Yeah. Um, also, we talked about, well, no, we haven't talked about this yet, but Sylveon 
using oh. Mike, you know about this. Sylveon using Max or uh, Terra Fire is mm-hmm. incredibly good. You are no longer weak to steel type. In fact, you now KO steel types. That's right. That's Same right. thing with Hatterene. I saw Hatterene with Max. Uh, I keep saying Max Terrifier today. <laughs> really? And yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Any Same fi- concept. Any Every fairy, fairy should be a fire. Yeah. Every fairy should be a fire, in my opinion. I'm, I'm already convinced with that. I've seen a few uh, ground Terra fairy types. I wonder if if Fluttermane should go fire, too. It wouldn't be bad. You get uh, mystical fire, I guess. I wouldn't hate that, but I do or think Terrorblast. that Fluttermane does so much damage. You just want to kind of excel that? A, yeah, just such yeah. a high base stat uh, for special attack that you you benefit so much more by by tearing into Fairy and really leaning into that damage. Because mm. uh, you're you're KOing a lot of even like not very effective Pokemon with mm. with uh, Dazzling Gleam. Yeah. Which is pretty cuckoo bananas bonkers. Yeah. So that's the Nino Poke Bros tournament. Uh, again, go and follow at Nino Poke Bros on Twitter. He, he does a lot for the community. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the Hatterene series. We've got the Hatterene series results uh, as well. There's a top eight. I'm going to just pass this over to Kevin because I realize I haven't done that yet. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and inside here, we have again got the top eight. Winner was Hayden. Hayden, who went five and zero in Swiss, brought a Torkoal, a Chi Yu, a Watoros. That's Ooh. a Tauros that's water form. A Grimmsnarl, Fluttermane, and Scizor. So these are all Pokemon minus the Fluttermane that we haven't really talked about yet, but are all very prominent in the meta. Maybe save the Water Tauros. Water Tauros is interesting, and I, I remember Mike gave me some some weird eye eye shapes when I said Water Tauros ain't that bad when we were doing our Water Tauros. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a fast Intimidator that does a lot of damage. In my opinion, sorry, Quaquavel stands. I think Water Tauros is better than Quaquavel. It has more unused stats than Quaquavel. Gets the exact same moves as Quaquavel. That's um, It's a pretty decent Water type, and I'm sure okay. I sh- I'm sure it did something in that five zero. <laughs> Coming in second was Embichu, coming 4-1 in Swiss, uh, who brought an Arcanine, a Chiyu, a Dondozo, a Tatsugiri combo. That's the other combo we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> Annihilate and a Fluttermane. It's nice seeing that we, we saw no Dondozo Tatsugiris in Nino's tournament, None. but we're seeing it here. Uh, it's interesting. A lot of people are on the fence about this one. If you guys are unaware of what Dondozo and Tatsugiri do, I'll give you a quick little rundown. So... When Dundozo enters the field next to a Tatsugiri, Tatsugiri hops into its mouth, get, gives it a plus two Omni Boost. Um. You, um, nom, nom. you now can't switch with either Pokemon, so you're locked on the field. But again, you have a plus two Omni Boost. And you're mm-hmm. also the only Pokemon that can be targeted as a Dondozo. People are on the fence about whether this is a gimmick or whether this is an actually good strategy. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good strategy with counters, right? Right. There's there's a Pokemon called Gastrodon that's allowed in the game. You could just kind of throw that in there. What is Dundozo going to do anymore? Or there's a Pokemon like Meowskarata. Outspeed Dundozo. Doesn't care about your stats. Going to crit through your Dundozo stats. Yeah. So there, there's ways to counter it. I don't think a, I don't think just because a strategy has ways to be countered makes it a gimmick. Right. You know, I, I right. think it's not cheese. It's a legitimate thing that you can do. Well, absolutely. And the way that these metas kind of shape up is that like Kevin's saying 
somebody will bring in a gimmick and it becomes the biggest gimmick for a little while. People then create a team around uh, countering that. And then the gimmick starts to go away. And then the meta has some some room to breathe and change again. Mm-hmm. So then the meta changes again. And then the, the cycle kind of repeats itself where every now and then you'll now see a Tatsugiri Dondozu combo come out. And the teams have evolved so much that they just can't handle uh yeah, sometimes it'll go full circle. Yeah. It'll just end up back to where you started. That's right. Mm. But these other teams will still exist to counter those or will have evolved while still containing ways to counter that. Uh, so it won't necessarily make it to the top anymore because the teams have have evolved into a way to, to deal with so many different things. I just recently played with a Kilowattrol that had a feather dance for the sole purpose of taking care of that uh, Dondozo Tatsugiri combo. Oh, you use wow. a feather dance on the Dondozo and it can't, it, back it just to normal. can't anymore. Yeah. yeah, right back to normal. There are ways to KO your own Tatsugiri, but like as it's yeah. inside the Dondozo's I think mouth. Fu popular, popular, popularized that. It's okay. I, I actually know the strategy of this one. Ooh. So so you run a Tatsugiri yes. with, um, with Toxic Orb. Toxic Orb. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You use Endor turn one. You have like a min defense Tatsugiri, super weak. You don't want any defense IVs on it. Um, use the Endora turn one. In fact, I think you should scarf it so that you're a scarfed Endora as well. Mm. So you have a Pokemon next to you go for explosion. They die. You deal damage to the other team as well. Yeah. yeah. Deal damage to the other team. They go down. Your Tatsugiri gets poisoned. You swap in the Dondozo and then... The Dondozo eats the Tatsugiri. Tatsugiri then dies in its mouth after the the next turn. (laughs) And then you get to have another Pokemon in the field next to the Dozo. I love the imagery of this where just the sushi (laughs) that you're eating poisons itself and and then gets eaten and then it just dies inside. Dondozo ate some bad fish. (laughs) Dondozo don't care though. Dondozo just wants to digest. That wasn't great at all. (laughs) You got some spoiled sushi. (laughs) certainly does but that's good and then you still get the omni boost and now you get to send out a pokemon beside it there's something that i do think uh, i know for a fact now i do think dondozo and tatsugiri as a core is better suited outside of trick room not inside of trick room because at first glance you're Hmm. like okay dondozo is slow i'm going to use this in trick room but it gets a two times speed yeah you get a two times speed and i think that two times speed is better used in your you know, just you, you're you're better used just being fast and then having a tailwind next Truly. to you. Truly, yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, now, this team didn't. The MB2 team did not take advantage of the explosion mechanic, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely did use that Don Dozo and came in second with it. So again, actually, this it might have. Hold on, means something. What it might have. Uh, what can use explosion? Nothing can use explosion, but you do have our friend uh, Annihilate that can annihilate himself with Final Gambit. With base oh. 10 HP, that's ridiculous. That's a strategy a lot of people are using to KO like Trick Room Setters because there are not a lot of Pokemon in this game that have above 110 HP. So if you go max HP on Annihilate with like a Scarf and Final Gambit, you're taking something down with you. Mm. <laughs> and you, you might be able to do the Tatsugiri thing with that. So possibly here, if you just don't go for the Scarf on Tatsugiri and put it on your Annihilate instead, then you'll be... Well, well, there's also ways of thinking about this, right? Yeah. It, you, you could put the scarf on the Annihilate, have the Annihilate choose whatever Pokemon is faster than the Tatsugiri. Get rid mm. of that first. That's true. And then you're always going to get the Adora off. 
So oh, there's ways to play around it. Tatsugiri isn't actually slow. It's like base 86. Now you right. can you can get put some speed on that bad boy. You came up with the exact uh base stat for Tatsugiri way too quick. Is that you, the exact You had thing? that just at like on off the dome. Listen, I've been team building. I look at numbers. Dude. I take wow. it seriously. A lot of people think that I'm a joke just because I make mistakes sometimes, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely try. <laughs> oh, no. Kevin, I don't think you're a joke. I think you're amazing. Thanks, Thanks Michael. You're so good at this game, Matt. But honestly, like you're so you're a lot better than I think a lot of people give you credit for. Anyway, let's move on to, to number three. That was uh, Kana, uh, who went 3-2 in Swiss, who brought in the Arcanine Rotom Wash, uh, Amoongus, Grimmsnarl, Garganical, and Ting Lu. Kana, how are you doing damage with that team? Jeez, that's that is tanky. How are you coming oh, third? My goodness. That's staggering. You got you you got the world's most specially defensive moose. You got the world's most sp- physically defensive rock. You yeah. got someone to lower physical attack. You got something to lower special attack. You got something with screens. You got something to redirect. I think Kana's are, are they winning? Are they winning because they're stalling them out with salt cure? They're winning because they're not dying. <laughs> right? You can't <laughs> lose if you don't die. <laughs> you can't lose if the opposing Pokemon are always asleep. That is a thick team. Jeez. I would I would, I would be absolutely miserable if I saw that team on ladder. I'm just like, oh. Kana, never release time. that team, please. Never. Right. Just keep it to yourself forever. Continue to win, <laughs> but also. Never, never make a rental, please. Yeah. <laughs> And then tying for third was also Megan, who uh, came 3-2 in Swiss uh, with Volcarona, Quaquavel, there it is, uh, Sandy Shocks, Murkrow, these names, man, uh, Baxcalibur. Bar- Baxcalibur, and Gouldengo. Gotta say, Megan, 10 out of 10 for most creative team. Yeah. Holy. Absolutely. I love the most use of, of Murkrow. you've never seen in this in this tournament. Yeah, Golden Go is kind of sleeper. I think Golden Go is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bax Caliber, I feel like is good. I just haven't figured out how to use it yet. It's right. uh, it, it it's like every number is perfect on on Bax Caliber. Every um, its ability is perfect. Its move pool is perfect. Its typing is bad, but you can fix it. Right. Uh, problem is that we just have to fix it. <laughs> we don't know what is what what the good thing is yet. Yeah. Maybe it's just I, not the time and place. I, oh man, I'm really, really loving Baxcalibur too. And, and just like a, it? yeah, just I a one played up, it yet. Yeah, just a plus one on your on your um, ability is perfect. A lot of people think that this means that it's immune to fire. Thermal exchange is its ability. Uh, it means that it is immune to burn. And whenever it takes a fire move, it increases its attack by one stage, which I I think individually that would make it a weak typing. If you had a, uh, not typing, that will make it a weak uh, ability. If you had an ability that made you immune to burn, that would be kind of bad. If you had a ability that made you get a plus one when you took a fire move, that would be kind of bad. The fact that you have both is amazing. It doesn't mean that you're immune to fire, though. Mm. A lot of people have been saying that on, on TikTok, that like, oh, you, you, why didn't you just put thermal exchange on your back scalibur? I did. It's there. It's, it's there, there, dude. It's there. <laughs> the thing, the thing that is a little bit contradictory about Bexcalibur is that it wants to tear a steel. Yeah. But at the same time, it also wants to hit itself with the fire move. So it's a little bit counterintuitive because my brain goes to, okay, mm. I got a Bexcalibur. I want to sit here and lava plume myself for the whole game. 
I do damage to the enemy. Don't do damage to myself. I could have a backscabber with an assault vest that won't take that much damage. But you have to tear it into a type that can take a fire move, you know? <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't tear into a steel because you're not going to take too many of those. Then you just keep stacking up some plus ones on your attack. You, you have no danger of burning yourself because it can't happen. Right. I think even if you do tear it into steel, you do have the assault vest usually. So you'll be able to take maybe a hit. But yeah, like I, I totally agree. It's yeah. just you don't want to be taking you don't want to really tear it into anything that you're taking super effective damage into. It it just seems like bad practice. Yeah. Um but, but there must anyway. be maybe just tear a dragon with the glaive rush is good enough, you know. Could do that. Yeah. Yeah. You you're still resisted to the the fire. A lot of people don't think too hard about about glaive rush and the fact that it just makes you unable to to you know have moves miss from your opponent the next yeah. turn uh it does mean you can keep using it it's not like gigaton hammer where you can't use it the next turn i think a lot of people conflate the two and they're like oh i can use glaive rush this turn but not next turn you can mm. you can so that was the uh hatterene series tour number one uh big congrats for all the people who who are setting up all of these these tournaments on Absolutely. kind of week two yeah it's wild of this game that's amazing um especially because you know we were we were talking about this earlier how in sword and shield uh you could pretty much go into battle stadium right off the jump right yeah mm -hmm. so now that we're having this kind of uh limbo where all of the people who sped through the game just to get to competitive because that's the thing that they care about the most uh these people Hi. are ready to play Hi. <laughs> these people are playing to get to competitive and so now that everybody's there they're all like okay i want to do it 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 yeah um so now it's it's nice to have that that outlet from from these places mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh and to that point there was a third tournament that happened and that was the 90th Dex Off. Mm. That was a, I believe, a Japanese tournament. Yes. yes. Japanese tournament. They always got a pretty good grasp of the meta. So this will definitely be interesting. Yes. And to that point, uh, the Pokemon in this tournament, the top eight anyway, were a lot different than, than the mm. rest of the rest of the world. Uh, let's start with the number one where we had uh, that was from Meak 104, M-E-A-K 104 on Twitter. Uh, who came in with a Torkoal, a Brute Bonnet, a Chiyu, a Murkrow, a Glimora, and a, a Farigarath. Yikes. So the Glimora always kind of surprises me whenever I see that Pokemon. I'm like, what is that thing doing there? I was having a conversation with Mocha today, uh, one of our mods, Mocha, mm -hmm. also co-host of the Game Corner podcast, very good competitive player. He He kind of brought up the same notion of, I really wanted to put, because I'm building a Charizard team. So yeah. I really wanted to put Glamora next to Charizard. And he's like, I'm not sold on Glamora yet. And in my brain, I'm just like, I understand why you wouldn't be. It's really hard to sell yourself on a four times weakness to ground. Right. But I think the reason Glamora is so powerful is how well it deals with Torkoal, how well it deals with just um, Shen Pao. For example, it's it yeah. deals with a lot of the meta. I think Lamora is the first meta answer that we're having. That's why we have to get convinced on it because it's mm. only good in these specific situations. So that's kind it of my opinion on it. Might not be good a month from now, but yeah, no. right now there are specific answers for it. Yeah, or there are specific answers that Glamora answers. Yeah, Torkoal, Chiyu, Shen Pao, except the list goes on. Like, yeah. 
all these Pokemon are very strong. Glamora is really good against them. And also, it's always nice just getting your, your opponent poisoned, you know? Spikes there is something are to be said about that yeah. when they're free. The thing is, do you want to waste a turn in VGC setting up spikes? Absolutely not. Don't waste a turn doing that. But if right. you just put them there, why not, right? They're there. <laughs> if they just end up there, no sashes. The Pokemon gets toxic. That's that's pretty amazing, especially in mm-hmm. a meta where you in a meta like VGC where you do actually use protect rather often or where you're incentivized to use protect. Now Mm -hmm. your protect essentially does damage. Yep. Which is, which is pretty amazing. The only thing that I will say, uh, people should probably be wary that toxic spikes do go away. If a poison Pokemon does go on the field, uh, that's something that a lot of VGC players might not know. That's coming from the singles player over here. Hello. That's me. Uh, entry hazards was a, is a continues to be a big thing in singles. So when spikes go down, when stealth rock goes down, when toxic spikes go down, uh, singles has a lot of, of removal in it, uh, entry hazard removal, like defog and that kind of stuff. Um, VGC does not because you just don't really need it all that often. Um, so there's, you know what an interesting statistic is looking at this top eight, there is no other poison type here except for Amoongus. Right. And that is the, that's the beauty of Glamora right now is there are no other poison Pokemon in the meta. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is just kind Amoongus, of bringing yeah, that's It's it. just Amoongus. Yeah. So uh, let's move on to number two. That was, oh boy. Uh, Mitter, uh, me too run, sir, is what I'm going to say. I will run, sir. Yeah. Uh, who brought a Talonflame. First time we've mentioned a Talonflame. Also first time that it's appearing in this top eight. Only time that it's appearing in the top eight. Talonflame, Goldengo. Uh, <laughs> I still want to call it Mousehouse. Mousehold. <laughs> uh, Fluttermane, Dragonite, and Garchomp. So double a lot, dragons, double dragons, but this one's is not a dragon. One's, yeah, not, one's a not a dragon. dragon. <laughs> there are essentially two normal types in this one. <laughs> yeah. That Another golden go. That's interesting. I mean, golden go is very strong. I learned that make it rain is a spread move. Yes. So that that's another big one for, for doubles. Does a lot of damage. It gets base 136 in special attack. It hurts you know a lot. These numbers too. Well, I look at them. <laughs> man, oh man. Um, Talonflame's interesting. Right now, the Tailwind Setter seems to be Kilowattro at number one just because Wind Power is actually sleeper broken. Right. I feel like more people are learning about Wind Power. Just setting up the Tailwind and being able to do double damage next turn is ridiculous. Yes. Um, Talonflame's kind of that next option. Talonflame does have the benefit of being faster than Kilowattro, so there is still a chance that your Sidemon can be faster than Kilowattro after that Tailwind and still get a cheap hit off. Um, you know, it's nice. The Garchomp, I still don't totally understand yet. I don't feel like it has much of a place in the meta right now, just because there are a lot of good answers to a dragon and a ground type. And also, you don't really want to terrestrialize that, I don't believe, uh, over things like Dragonite, Fluttermane, uh, even Mousehold. What does Picolytics tell us that Garchomp even does? I'm, I'm looking at Garchomp. There are two Garchomps in this top eight. There's 7.69% usage. That's not bad. Yeah, that's really good. Apparently, they just... Go Terra Ground. Hmm. I mean, Garchomp still has base 130 attack. I think we're just forgetting that Garchomp is really good. That's true. <laughs> we might just be forgetting that Garchomp does damage. <laughs> and maybe just removing that dragon type defensively is a good is a good idea. It does it wonders against ice types. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not four times a week, you're only two times now. The dragon type kind of sucks, right? 
it used to be very good, but now that I think about it, I'm like dragon type is kind of a, not that great anymore. Right. It doesn't You're, hit things that well and it doesn't take damage that well. I think ever since fairies entered the yeah. meta because it, fairies entered the meta as an answer to dragon types mm-hmm. uh, that it just, uh, I don't know the dragon type. It, it doesn't seem as strong as it once was. Uh, it certainly isn't as strong as it once was. Uh, and then ice types as well. They've been making a really concerted effort to make ice types a little bit better in this generation. Now we've mm. seen things like Chen Pao and we've seen things like uh, the Iron Bundle, uh, which answer those things quite well. Don't underestimate the bundle. Never, never underestimate, underestimate the bundle. bundle. <laughs> that is true words never spoken. Never right. underestimate the bundle. Right. <laughs> So let's get into the third place. That was uh, Kona underscore 5757. I played with that team this week. You can go and check that out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Pokesports. It is the Tinkaton team is what I've what I've called it. Kona is the only person brave enough to run a Tinkaton. Right. Tinkaton from I have I've played I played with it in game. It has a very underwhelming attack. I think it's only like base 75. But it has a very stupidly good move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's the trade-off. It, it also looks like... It. I don't know about you. When I look at a Tinkaton, I think of a Mega Mawile. And when I think of a Mega yeah. Mawile, I think of like base 60 speed. Tinkaton's fast. It's like 97 yeah. or something speed. So that's that's really impressive. It does quite well in this... in this Like surprisingly well. In the I want to hear your opinion. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Kona's team is the uh, Obama Snow Iron Bundle... Uh, Kill a Watchroll, Tinkaton, Dragonite, and Great Tusk. I personally love this team. I, I think that it does everything that you need it to do in a team. And you mentioned earlier that control will really help you in a meta. And mm. I agree with that so hard with this team specifically. Mm. You look at the Kill a Watchroll, it handles things. It it uh, uses Tailwind. It uses Feather Dance. It has a Thunderbolt, so it has you know some kind of some charge, kind of, yeah, you know, damage to it. It uses the wind power right it, it can actually expel the wind power perfect mm-hmm. um you've got the great tusk which you have the booster energy so now you're using you're actually using the protosynthesis uh that does so well in other in other teams but if you have a another team that's using uh quirk drive kind of pokemon you just bring in the iron bundle mm-hmm. and the iron bundle can can sit in the electric terrain get that uh quirk drive boost and you get to you get to take advantage of that uh, it has weather control in the Obama snow. When you see a Torkoal come out, you bring the Obama snow in the back. You swap it back out into the front uh, on that first turn. You get rid of the sun. You don't have to worry about those big eruptions anymore. As long as you have a Pokemon beside it that can do a little bit of damage to the Torkoal. Mm-hmm. And then take a ton. Uh, this, this team leverages uh, different types of Terra so well. Um, take a ton is Terra water. So if Ooh. you have a fire Pokemon out like Torkoal or like, uh, you know, Garganical, something like that, rock Pokemon, you just tear it into water, you use your Terra Blast, and now you're doing you're doing water damage. It's a very you good have, defensive typing for you too. Exactly, exactly, yes. So now you're not worried too hard about the fire damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of times, by the way, in, in my video where uh, I was worried about fire damage incoming to the, to the Tinkaton. Oh, that's good but, against ground know, types too. Becomes yeah. water, exactly. It weak stops to taking that kind of damage. You're only weak to two things as a fire fairy, ground and fire. I mean, as a, as a fairy, no, as a steel fairy, you're only weak to two things. You're weak to ground and fire. Right. So water as a terror type takes care of ground and fire. So problem right. solved. Exactly. 
Exactly. Uh, and then the Great Tusk is Terra Steel and the Dragonite's Terra Normal. So you have these options to really diversify your team and just kind of answer with whatever the whatever the situation calls for. I don't know if I'm going to be changing my mind in like f- four months, but I really love Terra types so far. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's such a, a, a nice layer. That's why we want the game to work so bad. It's worked. Dang it. So I can play with these cool new things. It's a, it's an incredibly cool mechanic. Like mm. you, you cannot fully understand everything that's going on in a game. The second one person changes one Terra type with one Pokemon. I think it, the best example was Mike, your back Scalibur steel situation against the Sylveon fire situation you had. Oh my goodness. Mike thought he won the game. Mike thought yeah. it was all over. He had a back Scalibur steel tarot it with the iron head into the Sylveon. Sylveon said, Nope, you've activated my trap card. I thought fire I was tarot him. I could have <laughs> not tarot. I would and have taken, been fine. <laughs> I would have been totally fine. I would have used uh, I would have used Iron Head and it would have used uh, Terra Blast on me as a fire type. I would have taken not that much damage. I would have gained the uh, the thermal exchange boost. And then I probably would have one hit the Sylveon, even though I mm-hmm. wasn't steel type. And then next time he could have gone for the Glaive Rush because it wasn't a fairy anymore. either. Mm-hmm. It would have done the exact same amount of damage, in fact. Because if the Sylveon hit me first, I would have gone up by 50% with the plus one instead of having to, in, instead of making it a stab move and going 50% up that way. It would have done the exact same amount of damage, but I had zero idea that the Sylveon was going to go uh, fire Terra. And it's common now, but at the time, it wasn't that common. At the time mm. of recording, it was starting to become a thing and people were realizing that it was a thing and then they were making it a thing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, honestly, it's it's a beautiful mechanic and it's going to change over time and it it has lasting power because people will just keep on changing their terror types to adapt to the current meta and the current situation. It gives me a hidden power, but better vibe, you know? Yeah. You never really knew what the hidden power was, but you knew some hidden powers like you knew that um, electric types would always have hidden power ice. Like, you mm-hmm. know, that fairy types liked hidden power fire and ground to hit those fire types back. hidden power was your offensive answer mm-hmm. but terra has a defensive Offensive, answer yeah. built right in too when that sylveon went into fire uh went into fire type my iron head did not do any damage to it mm-hmm. and actually to that point i guess when i when i say that i could have ko'd the sylveon i couldn't have ko'd the sylveon because it went into terra yeah 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 that would have just been a uh, I need to use Glaive Rush on a Sylveon. The, the Wait, weird what? answer here yeah. is I need to use Glaive Rush onto a Sylveon. Which That's how he would have won the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if it didn't Terra, then I'm done and I look stupid. Listen, all that happened there was your opponent made a read and deserved to win. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He could have also lost just by you not terrestrializing. So there, there's it, it was a coin flip at that point. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was I, spicy, though. I love that. I, I thought that was the best thing to ever happen to VGC. All of this uh, to say Tinkaton is pretty good. Tinkaton's pretty good. <laughs> I think anything with Steel Fairy just has to be good by yeah. Osmosis. <laughs> Unless you have yeah. base 300 stats like Mawile or something. That's right. <laughs> uh, in the last episode, episode 142, the unmentioned Scarlet and Violet patch notes, uh, we asked the question, what has been your favorite adjustment in VGC? What are you excited about? Uh, and the first answer that I've got here is I love Paradox Pokemon. 
Iron Valiant mm-hmm. is so vibe. I love the fact that we got a fusion. By the way, Miraidon loves sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> you made me say it, and I'm saying it. There you go. Uh, exactly. Uh, that came from Sylvia on Mewtwo. I, I agree with you, and I really hope... No, I don't. <laughs> Personally, I hope the Paradox Pokemon... I know Kevin's on the other side of this, but mm. I really hope the Paradox Pokemon don't see uh, VGC rules. Uh, not for not for the first little bit anyway. I hope that we go into like a three month series or a six month series or something like that uh, where people are given time to go and collect their paradox Pokemon. I don't I want just people want to go into mosh them. pit. Send yeah. me into the mosh pit. Let's go. <laughs> it's Fight respectable. <laughs> right? There are people who are already playing with it. Like we're yeah. all already playing with them with them here. But uh, I, I feel like we don't have nearly as many people in the VGC meta yet that we will have over time. And if we at least exclude the paradox Pokemon and the Chen pals and stuff, um, then we'll, then we'll, we'll see a larger amount of people at the beginning. And then a, like that same amount of people will be onboarded into the next series. Mm. It's my opinion anyway, especially when we get home, it, it's a very easy time to just be like, all right, let's make a new series and allow the home Pokemon in. I guess we'll see guess we'll see we're still waiting you guys probably know already but know that we're confused (laughs) (laughs) uh next answer here says uh box art legendaries that i'm absolutely in love with karaidon is just so cute they are very good no they're they this is like a top tier box art legend i don't say this about many box art legends in fact we got zation and zamazenta get a lot of flack They, they weren't even that bad for me I think these two are really nice, though. I agree. Mm-hmm. They're colorful. I so I like colors. Uh, Jamie says, waiting for Terra Water adaptability Crawdont in the rain with Mystic Water and Electric Terra Shedinja with Balloon. Goodness. You can go ahead and calc that on Pokesports.org right now if you'd like. <laughs> Crawdont. That's an interesting one. It gets adaptability. I, that's yeah, that's yeah. why. You notice how they, they didn't. Maybe they did this on purpose. They haven't added any adaptability Pokemon into this game. You're right. You're Maybe right. There's no Porygon. T- there's no Porygon Z. There's no uh, Crawdont. So wow. the 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 answer of how it works is still going to go unanswered until we get one of those in. Well, I think the answer of how it works right now, based on what I've seen, is it doesn't. Yeah, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why, why they're they not here. Put it in. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't figure it out, and so they didn't put it in. It was a very easy answer just to Dexit things. Kind of like Shedinja. We're not doing this. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, nope. DeWolf200 says, Jumpluff, yeah. And you know what? I haven't seen it yet. But I know You could be the first. We could could be the first. We could make the Jumpluff Torkoal team with a Chiyu and a Fluttermane on it. Why not? All those types make sense. That's a core. That's a core right there. What is... What is... Jump Pluff week to ice. You got two fire types on the team. Problem solved. I could do that with uh, <laughs> the what is it? Colossal and Palafin team. You want four fire types on a team? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. If I don't put those fire types in, if I just put uh, Palafin, Colossal, Jump Pluff, something, something, something. You need the chlorophyll, though. So you need the Torkoal somewhere in there. Mm, I guess so. So it would have to be cool. Uh, sorry. Yes. Lead with Colossal and Palafin flip turn into the Colossal flip turn that out into Torkoal. Have Colossal be there to do a lot of damage. 
eventually some find find some way of getting the Torkoal out of there, get the jump off in there. Eject button. Eject button Torkoal. <laughs> All you need is sun. It's fine. Sun and helping hand. Yeah. So you sun can help a hand before the eject button goes through. Ooh. <laughs> and then bring out the jump off the next turn and boom. Tor- so uh, this is the difference between Kill gimmick it. and strategy. Mike is doing a gimmick now. <laughs> is it? Is it though? Because you can only do it one way. Yes. <laughs> I made a strategy. <laughs> I made a line. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Uh, Joaquin. Your line loses the fake out, by the way. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Fine. Then I get a third Pokemon and I send out an Indeedee. You happy now? Where's my covert cloak? <laughs> Where's my co- Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. New listener here, hey. says Joaquin. I'm particularly excited for some of the new items like loaded dice, which I use for Ooh. my Palmot's arm thrust and ability shield. Well, which I use for my Palmot's arm thrust. And he's also excited for Ability Shield. Also on Revival Blessing. What are your thoughts on Revival Revival Blessing? Haven't seen it in play. Um, none of the tournament teams that we talked about today even used... Um, what's it called? A Rev... Revs, Rapska? Or Rapska? Right. That, the, the, the poop one? I, I believe it's Rapska. Yeah, Rapska and Palmot. But I yep. think it's still unexplored. I Anything that could heal a Pokemon back from the dead is good in my opinion um i think it's unexplored i want to be one of the first people to explore because i'm surprised that i don't see like vgc palmot team everyone's playing with their their protosynthesis and their their you know ion delusions or whatever whatever it's called they're not playing with palmot and i think palmot with iron fist and a bunch of elemental fire moves and revival blessing ain't bad I think that Revival Blessing uh, has a lot of prerequisites to it because when people see a certain Pokemon come out that can use Revival Blessing, that being Rapska or or Palmat, that that will become the target. And so you'll you'll need to have a couple things, right? You'll need to have uh, a removal of priority, that being a Serena, that being a, uh, a Psychic Terrain, You'll need that on the field at the time, and you'll probably need a Tailwind. Because as far as I know, Revival Blessing does not have any priority to it. No, uh, but I mean, Palmot's not slow either. It's not slow. That's yeah. true. But I, I do think that anything that outspeeds it will try to take it out. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. You're going to be the focus, right? So if yeah. this is the difference between... Um, I'm not trying... Like, a better player will know that you're the focus, right? We'll know mm-hmm. that, okay, I have one Pokemon on my left side. I got a Palmot on my right side. They're going to focus down this Palmot because they don't want me to revive my Glamora in the back or something. Right. So this is where you just protect and then attack with the Sidemon. That's a free turn. You're doing damage. You know, you have yeah. that option. And if your opponent has to waste two slots on a, on a Palmot, that's wasted resources. True. So if you can just take advantage of those two turns that your Sidemon is not going to get hit, you might do more damage than them stopping you would have done. Right, right. You just have to make the best out of bad situations. It, that this is why I love VGC. It's a chess game. Yeah, absolutely. And there and there are other options as well with that too, right? You can go and put Pokemon to sleep with Spore. You can go and redirect them with uh, Rage Powder. There's there are ways of of turning Palmot into not the focus anymore while also uh, moving it over there. Or there's ways to yeah fake 
for lack of a better term, fake out the the team thinking that you're going to use revival blessing, hitting protect instead, and then having your sidemon uh, mm-hmm. give free reign to actually do the damage. Sometimes even the fear of revival blessing is enough. It, same, I believe yeah. that it will be. Yes. The same that like the fear of a trick room is enough for that Pokemon to get focused down. Mm-hmm. You might not click it. You it, it might not even be on your set, but the fear of it being there is, is really meaningful. Hundred percent agree with that. Uh, the lonely donut says, huh? "Someone yeah. get him a friend." <laughs> <laughs> I like a lower standard speed and no whimsicott. It makes speed control more strategic and less whim slash torn. Uh, plus Kyogre go burr. Yeah, I I can appreciate that too. Mm-hmm. Um. We do still have prankster tailwind setters, but you can you can make the. Uh, I don't see those very often. Yeah, that you can yeah. make the uh, assumption, or not the assumption. You can make the claim that they're a lot less powerful than Whimsicott and Tornadus, mm. which I think anyone would agree with because those two Pokemon are just bonkers bananas. And now you have like an unevolved Pokemon and a bird that loses its priority after taking a fake out. So it's like, eh, <laughs> do we really have prankster tailwind setters? Not really. Yeah. Uh, let's do one more here. This one comes from Stuart, who says hey, the Stuart. Gallade changes are great. The Gallade changes are great. Oh, and yeah. I'm lightweight, uh, lightweight pumped, lightweight pumped. Maybe that's just a different way of saying low key. Um, mm-hmm. Lightweight pumped to use jump pluff this generation. Old there men, it is again. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, regarding the Bisharp nerf, I'm certain they did it because it can now use Eviolite. Mm, so that's fair. something that we, yeah. we haven't really explored too much is the, the use of Eviolite on Bisharp. Bisharp. Um, what are these stats looking like? <laughs> it's not as good anymore. I know that much. I just want to know what the difference is between Bisharp and King's Gambit in terms of stats. Okay, Bisharp is 490. Not great. Not great, not bad. Not bad. Still has defense 100. You put yeah, an Eviolite on that thing and it's... 150. Add another uh, 85 to that. Mm. Yeah. So that's uh, base 575. That's that's respectable. Okay. Bisharp has 125 attack. What does King, King's Gambit have? 135. Honestly, you do technically make more mileage with Eviolite than right. than King's Gambit. Yeah, very unexplored. And you can even uh, change your Terra to something that isn't four times a week to... You could just be mono steel Terra so that you're not four times a week to fighting. Right, right. The only thing I will say is you don't get Kowtow Cleave anymore. Oh, okay. Which is a great Very move. good move, yeah. yeah. You do still get Sucker Punch, though. Which might be worth it. I do. I, I will say that the effect of Kowtow Cleave is is really cool. If people haven't actually taken a look at it yet, uh, it inflicts damage and bypasses accuracy to always hit. This is a power, a base power 85 move, uh, which is a lot stronger than uh, a lot of the the moves out there that bypass accuracy. Yeah. Unless the target's in semi invulnerable, such as dig or fly. If this is used by a Pokemon with sharpness, it's it's a cutting move. So it's increased by by 50 percent. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Too bad no sharpness Pokemon get it, but <laughs> including King Gambit. Yeah. yeah, too bad he doesn't get it. But yeah, it's nice if you can put it on King Gambit somehow. I guess you'll be good. But, but the, don't do that. The thing with King Gambit that does have above Bisharp is, mm-hmm. I guess, HP stat is significantly better. Yeah, which I think has to be the case because if you have the Eviolite, you're not technically tanky. 
if you don't have the HP to back it up. True. Uh, HP on Bisharp, 65. HP on King Gambit goes up to 100. That's like, that's a big change. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's a, he's a tanky boy. Yeah, level 100, you go to 404 on King's Gambit, while you can only go to 334 on Bisharp. And that's only if you max HP it, which it's is almost never the case. HP difference, wow. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a good it's a, Pokemon. It's a hard yeah. call. I'm hard pretty call. sure maybe maybe Bisharp will have a niche somewhere. It's a hard decision though. Uh King's Gambit also has the benefit of Supreme Overlord, which we still haven't decided which is better. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And and it'll have its uses, right? Like King Gambit also gets mm-hmm. uh like like we said, Defiant or Pressure. Uh Defiant is usually going to be the the defining factor here. Defiant, Supreme Overlord, who knows? All right. And uh with that, that's all for our QA today. Uh, we'll be asking a new Q&A, a new question. So if you're on Spotify, that is where you can go and answer that. Uh, on every single episode, we do ask a, a question. So if you're new here, go and check that out. Um, this week, we have lots and lots and lots of stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got our first uh, few videos about um, VGC uh, with the new rule set coming out starting Thursday when the new rule set drops, whatever it is, you can go and check that out on youtube.com slash pokesports. Um, as well, you can go and check us out on TikTok. Uh, our TikTok is also pokesports or our Instagram where we post our reels. Uh, YouTube will also be posting some shorts. We have been tweeting a ton about this game and things that we learn over at twitter.com slash pokesports pod. Join our uh, discord for terror raid battles and stuff. Got a lot of people looking find, for those there. You can find all those links in the show description as well. Uh, Kevin, you got anything else to plug this week? Um, other than that, send us some rental codes on Discord, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I could use some rental codes. The more, the merrier. If you've been creating teams, this is the place we to, know. to show yeah. them off. Yeah. We will be absolutely shouting you guys out if if it's a, if it's a team that we find uh, particularly cool. Uh, and you can even explain a little bit about what you what you think about the, those teams mm. over on the Discord. Yeah. All right. So that's all for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Pokesports, and we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Peace.